Welcome to another Creative Spin Podcast. Today, we have, uh, I think, a very interesting show with uh, a very interesting person. Uh, I've had the chance to speak with him uh, a few times, and his story is quite, quite inspirational. Uh, I think and hope that you guys at home will be inspired as well. I'm here with Anthony Simas, and... Um, got a lot to talk about yeah we do all right so let's hit that intro and get right back into the questions today's podcast is brought to you by workplace one a company offering boutique private offices co-working spaces and virtual office solutions as well as meeting rooms in the best neighborhoods of Toronto and Kitchener-Waterloo. Ideal for entrepreneurs, companies, and passionate business people. Workplace One is where you want to be with your business. For more information, go over to WorkplaceOne.com. Anthony, thank you for uh, swinging by here, yeah, uh, our, our, our studio slash meeting room slash where we have the deer. Oh. <laughs> Um, Anthony, it was uh, you know it was interesting that you uh, you you touched base with us and yeah. uh, you wanted to to know if we were interested in, in finding out more about you and yeah. uh, after after talking to you is it's it, it was a must we, we yeah. had to have you here in the, in the podcast and uh, and I think um, it, it was such an eye opener to me to speak to you about about. Uh, the um, the things you're going through, you've gone through, and uh, and and to see how you're approaching life, and it's so inspirational to to see this. So, you know, instead of me trying to explain uh, the situation, I want you to you know talk a little bit about who Anthony is. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll sip warm before I start all this. There you go. A little bit of water always is always good. So Anthony, tell us. Yeah. Yeah. So I. Um I think I had a had a plan just like everybody does when they go when they're a kid, you know, when they're in high school and and all that stuff. I grew up in a uh, regular European household, Portuguese and Italian. I I thought that I was going to good food and all, all the good food go. okay. as you can see. <laughs> um, and uh, my plan was to work in electrical. I was always really good working with my hands. Um, and I didn't want to work in like the super heavy construction like the rest of my family because they were all broken before they were like 30. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> hard work, man. It's hard work. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'll get into electrical. So I, uh, I applied to an OEA program in grade 12. It's like a dual credit program. Yeah. Um, I got my basic in electrical by the time I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So like things are going in a pretty good direction for a 17 year old kid. I uh, completed a co-op placement for a couple months with a company. They hired me. It was my very first week on payroll, and then I went to the cottage that weekend, and then this happened. <laughs> All right, explain yeah. to us uh, yeah. what it is that. that yeah, so there. I have a. a um, it's called a spinal cord injury. I I broke my neck at the the C five level, which we can talk about. Um, we were we were swimming um, in a pool mm-hmm. um, up at the cottage. And you guys know those uh, those big um, above ground pools, the ones that have like the bars holding them up. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the, the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a deck that like we built like for the pool and all of this stuff, and we were jumping off of this deck um, into the water. Like any kid. Yeah, like yeah, just like does, yeah, yeah, just like having a good time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like all of like we were all just like just kind of hanging out, having a good time. Um, 
and it was like one of those things like we were literally like just about to go home and for some reason like i wanted to jump in the water you know just like one more time um the deck wasn't even like that high it was it was like level with the pool it was like maybe four four feet three and a half feet um i just remember like walking towards the pool I remember it being slippery, and then next thing I know, my legs come from underneath me, like, super fast. I fell, and I fell, like, so fast that, like, in a way that my legs got swept underneath me, and they ended up going up so high that I was kind of, like, horizontally going down, like, on my head. So my feet were higher than my head, if that makes sense, when I slipped. It's such a quick quick Yeah, like, it was so quick. And then I just remember feeling an impact and boom, like next thing I know, I opened my eyes and I was floating face down on the pool. Oof. And a lot of people will tell you like when they have a spinal cord injury, if, if they're conscious throughout the process, mm-hmm. you feel like this, um, like this buzzy feeling. It's like your body's like vibrating. Um, and I felt like this electric shock kind of like hit me. And um, the doctors always told me that, that that was like the damage being done to my spinal cord. Mm-hmm. And then I opened my eyes and I was floating face down in the, in the pool. And I thought that was it. I couldn't move. Like now I can move my arms and, and all that stuff, but I couldn't move. I, I couldn't. So right from the get-go, that was it. Right from the get-go, yeah, that was yeah. it. Like it was like, boom, like it was, it was gone instantly. But there was somebody there. That, there was that, someone there, yeah. Okay. My cousin, my yeah. cousin was, was uh, he was right there in the water. Um, I guess, you know, he seen that I wasn't moving. He turned me over and immediately, like when he turned me over, like that was when we knew like, okay, like it was something super serious. Like, uh, my voice was really faint. I wasn't making sense with the things that mm-hmm. I was saying. Um, and I had like no sense of like where my body was in space, you know, like when people are walking around or sitting on a chair, like you don't know, but like subconsciously, like your body knows like you're sitting on a chair, like you're, you know, your bottom's yeah. against the seat, your feet are on the floor. I had no idea. Like my leg could have been around my head. I had, I had no idea like what was wow. going on. Yeah. And then he pulled me out and got me up onto the deck that I fell off of. And immediately like I started freaking, like I was crying. I couldn't feel the deck like sliding underneath my body, you know? Wow. And I was conscious, so I knew it was like something, something really bad, like something and, really. And you were seventeen, really you said, right? Yeah, I'm seventeen. Yeah. I knew something really bad happened, like when when we couldn't feel or anything like that. Um, so you know, they call the ambulance. The ambulance comes and uh, they do like a, a little roadside assessment. Like they start, they you know, they start touching my head. Can you feel this? And they go down my body, and uh, we realize that I couldn't feel or move anything from the collarbone level uh, below. All I could do was shrug my shoulders and just turn my head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so spinal cord procedure, they get you onto something that's called a backboard and neck brace. I don't know if you've ever seen one in like the movies or... Yeah, I mean, I guess... It's just like a... It's, it's, it's this stiff board, they get you on yeah. it to prevent further injury to the spinal cord from happening. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and the plan so was... So this, this whole process, now then, obviously, yeah. hospital... Hospital, uh, surgeries... Therapy. How many surgeries were needed? I like, did. Uh, like this? I did a total of uh, of three surgeries. So the initial surgery when I got to the emergency room was to relieve the pressure off my spinal cord mm-hmm. at the C5 level, which is the fifth vertebrae down from the top of your neck. Gotcha. Um, that's what C5 stands for, and uh, that was to relieve the pressure, like to because it can cause further injury. It can make my injuries worse. It could kill you. 
Um, so they, wow. they, they relieve the pressure off the spinal cord and then they reinforce my neck with screws. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy. I yeah. Mean, for us, uh, you know, we're, we're in the outside world. That's what I, yeah. I kind of call it now. Uh, you know, we don't realize what is involved when something like this happens, right? And, and all of the, um, the issues and the, the problems that come with all of this stuff. With spinal cord injury, yeah. Like <clears throat> and then you were telling me also that um, there are different levels of spinal cord exactly. injuries, right? Like, yeah. Um, you know, just because you're in a wheelchair, there are different levels of why you're in a wheelchair. There's different right? levels to the paralysis. Like me, I'm, I'm a quadriplegic technically because um, I have impairment in all four limbs. Obviously, my hands, my arms, and then my legs. Mm -hmm. um, the difference between quadriplegic and paraplegic is that a paraplegic has impairment only in their bottom half. Okay. Quadriplegic meaning four, all four limbs. Mm -hmm. um, but like, there's people that break their necks and they're fine in a couple months, or they're like, or they they're fine from the get go. They have, you know, they get a neck brace. The surgeon fixes their neck, and their spinal cord is remains untouched. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times what causes the actual paralysis is when the neck breaks, the vertebrae most of the time is what damages the spinal cord because when the alignment shifts, the vertebrae itself would crush the spinal cord or cut it or whatever. And, and that's then what that's what causes the actual paralysis, the damage to the spinal cord itself. So after all of this uh, initial phase of, of yeah. hospital, yeah. operations all of these things now we're we're talking about recovery going yeah. home taking care of all of this situation i mean this is yeah. something that like i said for most of us we don't go through this we were talking just before the mm -hmm. we started recording uh most of us we don't even think about this stuff right yeah uh you know we live we go along living our lives and it's it the type of thing that we don't think about but then all of a sudden something like this happens to either yourself or or a family member or a friend and that's when reality kicks in and yeah it's like okay you're going home now uh it's like the what home has to be different now like, right? yeah yeah so walk us through like all the changes that you had to do to your home what yeah, happened like for sure you, your your day-to-day -day life is completely it's, different it's completely from different yeah um, so when I was in the hospital, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. People have a spinal cord injury, you know, like, like you were saying, you have to get your house accessible. Some people can't even go back to their house. They need to sell it and move to a condo, you know, or they need to buy a whole different house that, that, uh, that they can make accessible. For me, I was, I was pretty lucky. There was only like four or five steps in front of my house where we got a, it's called a porch lift installed mm -hmm. that gets me up the first couple of steps. And then there's like a little ledge to go in my front door. We just put a small ramp there to get me inside, yeah, okay. which wasn't that bad. But these rentals are really expensive, man. They're super pricey. Like anything deemed medical, unfortunately, is very expensive. How's our government with stuff like that? Do they, um, do they have any incentives help? Uh, is there any they, they program? Will, there's something called the assistive devices program, and they will fund 75% of your wheelchair. Okay which helps a lot because a power chair like mine is super expensive. Right. Like a power chair like mine, you're looking at like 40 grand. Ooh. Yeah, about 40 grand. That's crazy. Yeah, expensive. my chairs like cost more than most of the cars on the streets. Oh, you got to put some new ribs. <laughs> yeah. <in> there, <laughs> yeah, no, so you're looking at 40 grand. So the government will fund you 75% of that and then you got to come up with the 25%, mm. which still is like, Still eight, a eight, eight to ten thousand. Yeah. 
Um, and then if you need a second wheelchair, like that's all on you. Like I have yeah. a regular manual wheelchair that I push. Okay. And that's that's all. That was all on me. Like say if this wheelchair breaks down after being in a wheelchair for a little bit, you realize like oh shit, like these things break, and when they break, you have nothing. Yeah. It's like you're you're stuck in bed. Like I don't want to be stuck in bed for three four days. Like. You know, like I'm a young guy, I work exactly. and go out and go to the gym and, you know, I can't be not mobile. So what were the, the small things around the house that like somebody like myself, I have no idea what yeah. you need to change, like little things that, that you had to change that yeah. most people won't even think like about. Like the obvious things that we got done right away was the bathroom. We needed like a okay. big, it's called a rolling shower. So there's no let like lips or any ledges just or anything. I in. just wheel myself into the shower. Like that we knew right away the door frames had to be widened. Okay. Um, I had to get a new bed. I had to get a, something that's called a lift put in my room that helps me get in and out of my wheelchair. Okay. Um, but one thing that I, I never really thought of was like when I come and go from my house and me and me and Marcel, we, we talked about it. We filmed something recently. Um, like, how am I going to shut the door? How am I going to lock the door? Okay. Like, how do I do that? Like my hands were affected so bad. I can't hold the key properly and turn, turn the key to lock okay, my so door. So the question is, how did you figure that out? I had no idea for the longest time. I didn't want to get a door opener cause it's super expensive. Yeah. Um, so I was literally just sitting at home one day and I had to be somewhere and I was like, shit, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I need to, I don't want to call anybody. I just, you know, I don't like, I just kind of like being independent. You know what I mean? I think cause I lost so much. It feels mm -hmm. good to do things for myself. You know what I mean? Um, I was looking at my dog's leash and I looped it around. I looped it around the inside of the doorknob. Um, and I was holding the latch part of the leash and I backed up off of my ramp and just pulled the leash and shut the door. And I was like, it worked. I, I did it. <laughs> so I shut the door. And uh, at the time, I used to have like a really big dog. And I never really had to worry about locking my door. So I didn't lock. I didn't have to lock my door. But now I have um, like one of those smart locks. Okay. Like you, the Bluetooth just to your phone. I just click lock. So after I pull the door shut with my, with my dog's leash, I just I click lock. It locks the door. And I'm good. There you go. <laughs> and uh, I guess being a young man... Uh, not having to, to rely on other people is, is a big thing. Yeah. Is yeah. that something that you're always uh, thriving for? Like trying to do yeah. things yourself and figuring things yeah. out yourself? You know, so like it feels good to do things for myself. I think because like I need so much help, especially in the morning to like get mm -hmm. ready, get dressed and all that stuff. So like it feels good to do things for myself for sure. Like I don't want to always ask for help. You know what I mean? So it does. It does feel good to do things for myself. But for you, sure. you're the type of guy. You go out. You you do your, what you have to do. You figure yeah. things out, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You're telling me you're Ubering around. Everywhere. And, yeah. yeah. I'm my super hardcore wheelchair user, I guess. I take this thing everywhere, man. <laughs> yeah. That thing, apparently, it can go for how long, do you, were you saying? Yeah. Like, one time, we were talking about the other day, I... Um, I wheeled for like a, over an hour and a half straight. Oof. Yeah, like I went from my doctor's office home um, and I still had like plenty of battery. On, on a full charge, it lasts about a day and a half, two days. Yeah. So it's pretty good, yeah. I guess the only downside to, to that is is when the winter comes around. Yeah, That's... winters are super tough, man. Yeah, like, I can imagine. Yeah. Like, especially when people don't clean their sidewalks. Oh, people clean your sidewalks. Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, if anyone's watching this podcast, you better clean your side. Let's <laughs> all go there and okay, I'm not gonna threaten anybody, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, that's 
you, you see, and, and here we go. I think a lot of people don't realize this, right? Yeah. Like, when you see the snow outside and you go, ah, you know what, I'm not going to clean it now. I'm going to leave it for later. Why, why, whatever. I don't think most people are thinking about no. people in your situation that need that need to have need a sidewalk yeah. cleared like, because you can't the go winter giving like gets to a point sometimes where I'll just jump off the sidewalk and go on the street because there's no snow like I can wheel freely you know yeah. what I mean um, I've actually seen a lot of people yeah, do that yeah it, it's impossible and I get it I yeah, get like it. what else do you do you know what I mean you got to get somewhere you got you got to do what you got to do right exactly um, but the worst part even is that when the snow when the snow plows come by. When they plow the snow, you know how it leaves like those big, the big mountains. And I'm stuck on the sidewalk. <laughs> wow. And these are things that I don't know if, uh, you know, if the city is, is thinking about these particular situations when they tell them to just go clean the roads and do this. These snow plowers, they should, they should really, I don't know if they have to yeah, like, educate them to do something different or. Like in the, in the parks and like the, the bigger establishments, most of them will shovel the ramp areas, but a lot of times they're not. You know, a lot of times, they're not, especially in the little residential areas, none of the ramps are cleared yeah. ever. And even like for an accessible van where they have the ramp on the side of the van, they can't even put it on the sidewalk. Because yeah, sometimes those, unfortunately, those because uh, when the piles of snow, the piles so big. Yeah, they're getting right? big. Yeah. So my house and my sidewalk is like the only sidewalk on the street where my brother and my dad they'll clear that ridge and just kind of throw it on the street or, yeah. you know, so I can, I can come and go freely when I have to. And what about in general, like not, not only uh, winter time, but I'm, I'm thinking more in terms of accessibility um, in the city, in this case, in our city here in Toronto, yeah. what, what are, what's your take on that? Like, are, uh, are we improving? Is, is it showing signs of improvement? It, or do you think that there should be a lot more to be I think, honestly, I, I think there should be... I think it's it's came quite a long way, but I think there's still a long way to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially being, like, a young guy, you know, 23, 24, like, going out with friends, going and doing the bars and stuff like that. It's, it's like, impossible to find, like, a wheelchair accessible, like, nightclub or bar. It's, it's really hard. And a lot of times, like, even, like, when you call... Like, I usually try and call ahead of time just yeah. for the sake of making things easier for everybody. Um, they don't even, a lot of people don't even really understand. It's like, you know, hey, like, I use a wheelchair. Like, are you guys accessible? And they're like, yeah, 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 we're accessible. Come by. And, and I get there, and there's, like, a six-inch threshold that I, you know, <laughs> and it's like, you can't, you can't go in, you know? Yeah. You know? Um, but I'm, I'm pretty lucky. You know, i got a really good group of friends around me that help me a lot, and usually if there's places that I can't get into, um, we'll just go somewhere else. Or a lot of times my buddies have carried me in. Yeah. They've just carried the It's chair. interesting. I, I was uh, listening to um, a radio show, uh, I think it was last week that they were talking about this because uh, John Tory, our, our uh, mayor, he, he was in a little bit of a situation where he, I think he had an operation to one of his feet. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he was struggling going around and it kind of brought up this yeah. whole brought a little bit more awareness to the situations uh, of accessibility in this city uh, hopefully that will also help uh, people see that we need to open our eyes to, to that side of things yeah and, and hopefully like that's even why I uber so much too because like I, I don't I don't like taking the bus anyways um, yeah. but like even a lot of the subway stations aren't wheelchair accessible like now they're going back 
and installing elevators and ramps and stuff like that because when they did it years ago, they never thought that maybe someone in a wheelchair is gonna, you know, needs to get around or gonna take the train. A lot of the stations still aren't wheelchair yeah. accessible, so. But you don't let the wheelchair stop you. You keep going. No, you no, have you not. got so much on the go. It's it's kind of crazy. And and yeah. this is this is where you've inspired me uh, quite a bit. Just just by you know the times that we spoke and just to see how much stuff you you're, you're doing. Yeah. How many plans you have? I mean, thank you. Want to share a couple of these plans so that these people can yeah. go like, oh my god. Yeah. No, wow. for sure. Um, so when I first got hurt, I was 17, 18. It's not like I had a bunch of money saved up. Um, I was on government assistance for the first couple years and it's not, it's not a way, it's, it's not a way to live a life, like not for me anyways, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wanted so much more and like I knew that I was capable of so much more than that, you know? Like just because I lost my legs doesn't mean I'm not capable of providing for myself, exactly. you know? Um, it's not like, especially now in today's day and age with internet and business and stuff like that, you don't need to work a nine to five to be, to have money or to be successful, you know? So I, uh, I kind of went back to school. I studied finance online a little bit, and then I got in touch with some big traders and stuff like that and took some private courses um, through them. And I learned and worked in the stock market daily. Um, I kind of kept my head down and grinded for a couple of years until I saved enough money um, to where the banks and stuff could actually like work with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I know some people that have done well in real estate. So I thought maybe I can invest in real estate as well. Cause of course, Anthony goes, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Anthony. So I go, let's do this. Like I got nothing to lose. Like I'm at home. Like if something goes wrong, it's not like I'm not going to have a place to go. So what did, what did you, know? you come up with? What was the so, big idea? <laughs> so I, I, I came up with a good chunk of change to put a down payment um, and went to the bank, seeing what I was able you know, to work with. Um, so I knew that I didn't want to invest in Toronto because it was super expensive. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. So like if anyone's watching this, if you guys are from Toronto, you guys know how expensive property is here and I wasn't going to invest you know seven eight hundred thousand dollars in a house just to knock it down and build a new one yeah it's way too much money so I I, I have a, a rental property in, in in Bradford already um and I figured that passive income would be the best kind of thing for someone like me um so after I had my hands in the rental property for a couple of years I kind of had some equity I had a little bit of leverage now um so I was able to use that leverage and get another property um, with the money that I was already making. Yeah. So I got my hands on a vacant lot in Innisville. Um, I had no idea what I was doing, to be honest with you. I still don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's, those yeah. are the best projects. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I guess I call myself you know, the general contractor on the job. Like I'm the owner. Like when people call me and they're talking to me about quotes and measurements, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Like that's what it says in the plans. Okay, yeah, like whatever it says, you know. Um, so I got my hands on this property. It was full of trees it looked like a bush <laughs> i remember i remember i brought my dad there we went for a drive up to Innisfil, and he's like you're nuts he's like you're out of your mind he's like you're gonna ruin your life <laughs> and then uh when he seen the house there actually last week he's like he's like i think it was one of the best things you ever did um this is crazy <laughs> you're how old again i'm i'm uh, i just turned 24 24 this i, just I mean turned, i just turned 24 this is crazy inspirational man uh, yeah. That you just dove head into to this this project. That's and what just I, yeah. took everything on, 
and you're the guy you just told me you made 20 phone calls at least before getting before here. getting like, here crazy, yeah right? like now we were at the stage where the house is being drywalled so we're pretty close to being done it's like a 2,000 square foot home and Hopefully the market is still really healthy when I decide to uh, sell. I think so, yeah. So yeah. Um, so we'll see how it goes. You know, we'll see how it goes. If awesome, all, if, if all goes well, then I think it's something that I'm gonna gonna keep doing for sure. I, I enjoy it. So we've got stocks. We've got real estate. Uh, we've got a bit of a branding uh, idea yeah. going on too. Yeah. Talk us about your your brand and what your what what you have going on right now. How it you know how this whole idea came to be. Yeah, and, and where sure. you want to really take it, right? Yeah, the the AnthonySemus.com stuff. Um, it never had anything to do with real estate. Never had anything to do with the stock trading stuff that I do. It was all just like I felt I had a story to tell, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe people would want to hear it. And not only that. Like, I was able to take myself out of one of the darkest places, like, darkest times in my life. Um, and I thought, maybe I can be that light, you know, for other people. For sure. Sorry. No, and it's, uh, I think the idea is is the right one. You know, making sure that other people understand that, yeah, life is shitty sometimes. Yeah. But you don't have to stay mentally in that no. mood, right? In no, that, you In that don't. state of mind. You can change. You can evolve. Yeah, so I I started kind of voluntarily sharing my story. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what to say. I didn't really know what I was doing, to be honest. Um, But I was getting really good feedback from from these kids, from students and people that were hearing me talk. And and this one time I had uh, this kid come up to me when I was working out one day in the gym. And uh, he was someone that, that messaged me kind of a little while back when I kind of first started out. And he was talking to me about like some mental health issues that he was dealing with, with depression and anxiety, both two things that I had to deal with personally after after my my accident. Um, and I was just kind of talking to him and told him how I got through them, you know, and like life isn't it's not that bad, you know, like I don't think we were put here to suffer like that doesn't make yeah. any sense. You know what I mean? Some people do, it's you know, about choices. Oh, my right? God, I hate my life. And people do that every day, every day and in a rush and. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't understand why. I don't know why people do that. But, like, I think life was meant to be lived, you know, fully, like, regardless of what your situation is. You know, wheelchair, walking, crawling, like, I don't care. You know, like, if if I was able to persevere, then why can't somebody else, you know? Exactly. And, and that's why that's why I share my story. You so know? you built yourself the Anthony uh, uh, Seamus brand. Yeah. And and so what you're saying is you're, the motivational speaking part. That's Mor- that's the one that you want to really yeah, push that, that, out a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, that's one thing like that I love doing. Like it feels so good to like go out and, and do a talk and then like people feel moved. You know what I mean? Like I feed off of that yeah. energy, you know, like that's what keeps me like wanting to do what I do, you know. Like I wouldn't... I don't, I don't like to call myself like a motivational speaker, you know, like I don't like to call myself that, but like um, just from sharing and telling people like doing what I do. It's about sharing the story, It's, right? it's motivational for people, yeah. you know, and like the, it feels good like to to help push someone to their potential, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think the ultimate goal for, for us as human beings is that if we can share a story or share a thought yeah. and that actually helps somebody on, on the other side. I think that's the goal at the end of the day. Yeah, to be exactly. Able to help your your fellow human being, right? Yeah, it's like, you know, we're we're all only we're all here. To me. We're all only here temporarily. You know what I mean? Like we're only here once. You know, 
And one thing I learned with having my spinal cord injury is that like certain things that I didn't get to experience before, I probably never will or not the same way that I thought it would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I want to take advantage of every good opportunity in front of me. You know, I'd rather I'd rather fail like knowing I tried than not trying at all. Because then exactly. you don't know what those outcomes could have been, right? Love the message, man. Anything else you want to, you know, spread out to, to our audience? Anything that you wanted to, uh, um, any message or anything, yeah, really? Yeah. I mean, um, Mike's yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if anyone's watching the podcast, if anyone's going through a hard time, I know it sucks. and I know it, it feels like, you know, the end of the world. And, and um, you got to pull yourself out of it. Like, you got to be there for you sometimes at the end of the day and make things better for yourself, you know? Like, I'm not special, there's nothing special about me. It's just, I wanted, I got sick and tired of like living in pain and being depressed and it's not a way to live a life, you know? Yeah. You know how like, you ever hear like someone say like, life is like, life is so short, like. It is. Li but like, life is long as hell. Like if you're living every day and like moping around and mourning, it's like your days just kind of like drag on, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you live happy and like thinking positive is so powerful you know if you want something bad enough like you can achieve it you know what i mean like 100 yeah like someone like like a michael jordan or like a lebron james steve jobs really successful people didn't get to where they are now or where they were in the matter of months not even the matter of years you know what i mean yeah. it, it takes time it's a process yeah life's a process anthony thank you so much for being here really thank appreciate you thanks for having me man i appreciate it all right and for all you guys uh, listening or watching us, uh, don't forget to smash and hit that subscribe button. And you know what you have to do. You know you have to do it. And uh, click that like as well and leave good comments and let us know what you thought about this episode. And if you have any ideas for the next ones, let me know. I mean, we're always, uh, we're always welcoming good ideas. And that's it. Catch you guys on the next one. Artist, I